Welcome back, everybody. This is episode two of Oh, a Sopranos podcast. Come on, come on, man. You can't just say Oh, a Sopranos podcast. It's always going to be Oh, Oh. I did it in the beginning, so I thought. Nah, nah, every single time. But you know what? You're right. Let's be consistent. Yeah. Hey, you're right. When you're right, you're right. (laughs) Episode two of Oh, a Sopranos podcast. Uh, my name is Joe Spellman, and I'm here with, as always, my friends David Futernick. What up? And Paul Golius. What do you hear? What do you say? Oh, Professor Paul. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh. So let's jump right into it, guys, because why the hell not? Um, um let's like wait. Yeah. How are <laughs> okay, you guys? Sure. Let's check in. Uh, we're. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Uh, you know, I just watched this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, we all did. <laughs> yeah. We, we we come prepared, folks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, let's get into right, it. Let's get into two. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm uh, no, I'm doing horribly. Like uh, my life's <laughs> terrible. So let's talk about the Sopranos podcast. Great. Um, uh, episode two, forty six long, um, was the episode that we're in discussion right now, mm-hmm. and um. You know, uh, Professor Pauly, why don't you give us a little... Uh, yeah, yeah. For people who haven't seen this since uh, 1999 when it originally aired, uh, basically what's going on in this episode, this is the second episode of the series, we got we got three major things going on. We got Tony uh, fighting his mother, Livia, to put her in a uh, nursing home, uh, excuse me, a retirement community, uh, and uh, eventually he puts her in there as Livia's... Uh, she yeah. burns the mushrooms. Oh yeah, uh, she, mushrooms on fire. House yep. almost burns down. Uh, she, she, uh, she uh, plasters her friend Fanny on her, on her the hood of her car, the windshield of her car, and she needs to go into a nursing home. We have uh, Christopher and Brendan uh, hijacking trucks, yep. uh, which uh, gets the attention of Uncle June and uh, Mikey Palmis and uh, Polly and Pussy are looking are on the hunt for. Uh, uh, AJ's science teacher, Mr. Miller's Saturn. So, yeah. uh, don't hear a lot about Saturns these days. <laughs> Great. Are they, though. are they still, uh, they're still, oh yeah, trucking? they're still kicking. Yeah. Oh, good. Great car. Good. <laughs> just, just, a, just a, just a hoss of a car. But I think, I guess like <laughs> a hoss. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, I do know. I do. Just okay. a big hoss. Yeah. Uh, I think what stood out for me in this episode is that they're still just like fiddling with like the, what the tone of the series is going to be. Right. Yeah. It's still borderline like sitcom. Yeah. Like there's a there's lot of jokey dialogue, borderline moments where like, it sounds like there should be a laugh track, you know, skate skate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is um like, Oh cool. So you guys had a, uh, one of the writers from friends on this one. <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah, I, I I agree. I agree with all that. Uh, it seems like they are definitely trying to find the um, the tone of what the show is. Um, I'm thinking of other other things. Well, the uh, but... the entire cold open. This is the only episode. Oh yeah, that's that, of course. That, I was gonna. Yeah, yeah. Get this to is the that. only episode that has a cold open before the opening, uh, the theme music and everything. Yeah, yeah, which is very weird. And it, the entire it, cold it, open. It, it, 
Go go ahead. No, see what you were gonna say. Uh, the entire cold open is just like so jokey, and it's right. like yeah, it, it, it's almost caricatures of mobsters. It's like yes. Hey, you think the royal family had Princess Di whacked? Like that's that's like an SNL f- f- mob guy, right? right. Like yeah. talking like that kind of right shit. And 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 he does the Pacino impression, and he does, right. which he does they the, say is great, which is not great at all. No, it's <laughs> not great. Yes, uh, Stevie Van Zandt uh, needs to work on his Pacino impression, but it, I mean, it comes back, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it's a lot more like. So it, when it comes back, it's a lot more like guys just hanging around and do that fucking impression. You do. <laughs> yeah, right. We all get yeah. a kick of, and he was just like, he, you know, he's like, "Chill, cheer me up here." And then yeah, by yeah, doing yeah. this shitty impression, and then Paulie's like, "Best Pacino ever," or one of them says that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, "No, it's not." Uh, not really. Bill Hader's is much better. Feudy, you got a Pacino impression? <laughs> uh, oh, oh, ah, yeah, ah, yeah, it will. She had a great ass from uh, Heat. Or yep. Big ass. That's my Pacino. Levels off the charts right yeah. now, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but you have to, to do Pacino. That's right. Of course. Uh, but the one good thing about that uh, that cold open, I feel like what it does do, is, as like cheesy as it is, I feel like it, it sort of carries over the theme from the first episode when Tony was like, you know, I feel like I got in the end of things. Like things are trending downwards. Like, and then you see that when they're watching. The, so the so the guys are in the back room of the Bing and they're watching the news, and it's some you know FBI informant like yeah, some rat, rat like talk like giving an interview saying you know like I think it's over for these guys. Like like you know I I think uh, the golden age has is gone is come and gone, and a lot of the mobsters are to blame, and so I think. And, dr- and drugs are to blame. And drugs are the to drug blame. Trade. And a lot of that actually comes up into this episode. This this like old versus new, the golden right. age versus like you know present day. Uh, two in, in two drug addicts who are hijacking <laughs> Junior's vans. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Tony even says it. he's like, I don't like that methamphetamine because Brendan is clearly a drug addict. <laughs> right. 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 Uh, and there's a lot of, but even like Tony versus his his mother, it's just old versus new. It's it's right. like a certain generation against uh, you know a younger generation. But don't worry, the new generation's still very racist. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> another thing I uh, noticed. It reminded like, me, my so so my mom was like, would my mom was a teacher. She would work uh, during the week, and then she would go take care of my grandmother on Long Island every weekend. But during the week, there was a Trinidadian woman that looked after my grandmother, and my grandmother like always accused her of stealing, <laughs> like, always 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 complained to my mother that like she was like you know like horrible. So oh, yeah. it, that situation is very real. But <laughs> Tony's just like, "Well, you here, no ganja." Oh yeah, so, uh, yeah. The, the the woman Tony hires to to look after Olivia uh, after she almost West burns Indian. down her home, and yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. No ganja. And she's like, these blacks. I think it's safe who, to say probably. Who, ma? The titsun. <laughs> the whole, uh, the whole episode is littered with that. It's yes. disgusting. Yes. yes. Yeah. There's also like making fun of Mexicans, too. And, like... and homosexuals. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, because yeah. the guys who, who stole yeah. uh, Mr. Yeah. Miller's car. The Latino were... guy and Mike Epps. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, yo, shout out to Mike Epps. Shout out like, Mike Epps and Eddie shout out, or whatever. Shout says. out Mike Epps. Shout out Bodie from The Wire, who's oh, Bodie, one of the guys yeah. like uh, trying oh, to he? take one of the trucks. Oh, yeah, I didn't even realize it's that. his gun that falls out and like yeah. kills the truck driver. Yep, that's right. Yep. Uh, talk to, about shout talk out to about, Mike Epps and Bodie. So shout who are out to huge Bodie and fans Epps. of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about shit end of the stick. That guy just caught a stray bullet. Yeah, like just some trucker dead. Yep. Um, I mean, I want to say like it's just it's it, it, but it's funny like there's like you know, like I mean there's so many. Every scene and there's a different person. Mm-hmm. Being racist, yes. <laughs> like it's it's Carmela, uh, not Carmela. Um, it's uh, um, Livia, uh, Livia, Tony. He uh, Junior goes says, um, I don't even want know if I want to say it, but you know he says like, oh yes, when he's <laughs> when they have the sit down with uh, Jackie April, yeah, 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 and he says. You know, yeah. I don't want to say it either. What but, happens yeah. when you, you know, cook something? Something might admit. Yeah. Right what now. he calls him a smoke. Yeah. All right. yeah. I just yeah. said yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Smoke. He hires to, to say, look after but, his own mother. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's just crazy how racist the episode is because I think we encounter like, you know, moments of them being racist yeah. like throughout right. the show, but there's just like. Nah, we're gonna throw in all the racial slurs right. in this one yeah. as much as we can. Yeah, they, I, and like, like Christopher's like making fun of like Mexicans. He like calls them like valets. Yeah, <laughs> they said I probably I shouldn't they laugh said at a, every racist joke that no, that we, no. yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, uh, pussy calls the like gay guys Spice Girls. Oh yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, here comes Lucy now. Yeah, because the uh, guy's yeah, name Lu- is Arnez. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> God. Um. That, that was actually I mean, really it gets good. worse also, as the series also, goes on. Nice touch by the art department in the gay guy's uh, apartment. It's just all Madonna posters, like, <laughs> taped up. Oh, so even the art department yeah, was, yeah, uh, art department was, was homophobic. slurs there. You know, 99, you know. <laughs> it's a different time. Right. That's why we the can 90s. say that. We're, you know, this is, this is a different time in the 90s. We're back in the 90s right now, and... You know, we're allowed to say these years things. Ago. Yeah. No, making fun of gay people is still very funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, somebody's gonna just take that soundbite and use that against you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, none of us will ever be able. The to other run Sopranos for office. podcasts are gonna use that soundbite. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? Well, we went there. You know. Yeah. All they're, the other Sopranos podcasts. Those guys oh, didn't go there. Notoriously woke. All the other <laughs> Sopranos podcasts. Yeah, they're too scared to like hot hit like we do. Yeah. Um. So, what other um terrible things about this episode? Because actually, I will say, and we should keep talking about the episode. But I did. This is one thing I wanted to say: is it's not a good episode. <laughs> it's it's one of the weakest episodes I can remember. I, I don't think it's within the 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 fiftieth percentile of the top uh ep- episodes. No. I would say that it no. might be one. It's definitely one of the worst. One of the worst? You think? Wow. I think so. Yeah, I mean, um, it's tough for me to say because I, I, I it, it, but it's uh, but it's obviously understandable. You know, like you were talking about, like, like how the opening was like them coming back, where like before in the pilot, maybe he was saying that he like um, uh, 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 came in at the end. Yeah, yeah, right. I wonder if there were some notes that were like. Well, we want to see them like do well. We yeah. don't want him to see right, them be right, right. too depressed and like too like talking about his like. So maybe there was like that's a good they, point. They, but... they, he was like, "Oh yeah, we got to show them counting money and being like." Well, oh, there's this also is over. It's like because no, there's it's also not. in the roundtable on the in the television show that they're watching. There's also like 
the like counterpoint where the person's like, as as long as there are uh, you know people craving pornography and gambling, there will always be a mafia. Right. You know? yeah, right. Yeah, right. Right. But at the right, same right, right. time, so, like audience, just so you know. They're Mob. not going anywhere. Mobs yeah. going strong. And if you but. want to start your own mafia, like, I love pornos and gambling. <laughs> right. So I'll be a customer. Right. All right. Spells is there. <laughs> a South Beach Strumpet production. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, yo, we're calling them out already. Oh, damn. Yo, shout out. Shout um, out. No, but, but I think you make a good point. But also, then, at the same time, we're seeing these mafia guys go to a Starbucks so excuse me, a butt fucks a butt to uh, fucks, yeah. to uh, right. to go hunt down a, a like a middle school science the, teacher's the car. Two, the, like you're not glamorizing right. these guys. You're not like you know like they're they're being with menial tasks. Like the being, two mm-hmm. the two best things about the episode, I think, are the commentary on people cashing it, like Starbucks cashing in on Italian culture. Mm-hmm. And and Tony's relationship with his mom, like the scene where like he's packing up her pictures, mm-hmm. and he starts to like. Cra- the f- the like, family stuff cry. is is on point, and I, I yeah. don't think the mob stuff is is up to up to what the series would eventually become. Right, right. But the right. family stuff, the stuff, they're with- still they're still clearly he he's, they're still trying to like finagle like how to balance the important like family tropes with like not making the mafia stuff like a caricature did you notice that scene uh, in livia's house where he's packing up the photos and stuff and he and he almost has the panic attack that's what i'm saying no no no. but i'm saying that was one of the only maybe the only scene in the series where they had like cued music yeah that music oh right right yeah 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 and i'm all yeah, yeah, I know. It's like telling you, telling you what you should be feeling. Right, right, right. right. And, and I, that's yeah, yeah, like an emotional laugh track. Right. I guess that's 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 the problem that I have with this episode is because if you take the entire series into consideration, you look at this episode like I am watching it again, and I'm like, it's so bad. Yeah, you're comparing it to other episodes because yeah. the, because totally like you know they they they're just all over the place. It's like yeah, like you said, like that. That that uh, scene in the kitchen is like sitcom-y. Yeah, and um, then they play dramatic music under the, under that. I, that it had scene. to have been like a. And there's a cold opening. I was like, oh, yeah, what the what is you're using every tone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and you're yeah, jamming yeah, yeah. it all into this. Episode. Well, because David Chase has said, "Goodfellas is sort of like the yeah. Quran of uh, like what he used to, you know." create the sopranos and scorsese notoriously doesn't use cued music like that the only he's very good at using music but it's all music i forget what the term is but it's only music it's called rolling stones ish and you just (laughs) no but it's all the rolling stones when you hear music in a scorsese movie the characters are also hearing it it's playing on the radio it's like you know somebody's singing it it's you know like it's not it's uh within the scene it's not like just cue to tell the audience like oh here comes a dramatic moment and right, so that, right, that right, right. one moment in the kitchen where he's like having a panic attack and they cue that super cheesy music just does not vibe with the rest of the series. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. But it, yeah, there's all that. And, uh, but like you said, um, you know, it is interesting because it, it, I feel like it does heavily involve his mother this episode i i that's what works for me and that's that's what i like I would, about this episode i would say so i is would agree with that the is it's definitely like the olivia's whole, episode 
Oh, she's Nancy Marchand is great she's in this episode, awesome. and and I think the the most interesting part of the episode to me, uh, Professor Pauly, <laughs> is uh, is just is Tony's displaced anger against Georgie. Oh this my is, god! This is this is the like start of many times where he just like beats the shit. Many out of him. brutal beatings of yeah. of Georgie the barman at, uh, at the Bing. But he, I didn't even realize the first time I watched this. I mean, the first time I watched it, I was I was in high school, but. I didn't even realize that Tony was like through Georgie taking out his anger on his mother because yeah, we, yeah. we see both of those characters, you know, have trouble with a phone, like working right. a, a regular goddamn phone in right. the episode. Right. Oh, yeah. uh, and Tony in his therapy sessions with Melfi, the whole episode, he's so vehemently like, hate your mother. Like, you know, he's, like, so... Against, defending like, her. Yeah, defending her, denying, like, you know, Melfi says, like... Also, you, the fir- first time Tony threatens to, like, never come back to oh, yeah. therapy. <laughs> he gets so indignant about Melfi saying, like, you have, you know, a- feelings of anger and hatred towards your own mother. And, right. he, and that is a concept that just does not fly, especially in the Italian-American community. Oh, yeah. Uh, right, and right, right. he denies it to no end. And then <laughs> when he sees Georgie not being able to work the phone, just like his mother... He ends up beating the fuck out of him with the phone at the end of the episode, and I didn't even realize like that's what he was doing. That's what Tony was doing. He was he was beating his own mother in his right. in his in some abstract part of his mind. Like that's what he was doing. He was getting out which, that anger. Which, on his which mom. is wrong. Just beat your mom. <laughs> yeah, just hit her. Don't take it just, out on like some other guy. Like come no, on. just beat your elderly mother. Yeah. yeah. Well, if she's yeah. Livia. I mean, just shoot her. Like <laughs> someone shot his mother at my oh stabbed his mother at my complex that I live in. <laughs> And, oh, that's you know, right. You know, that's what happens. I don't that's know what, I that's yeah. what happens out here in Los Angeles. That's right. Um, yeah. By, told... by, by the way, great stunt work by whoever played Livia's friend. <laughs> oh uh, whoever the stunt person was, that was that, that looked really good. They definitely for, put an old lady for, wig for twenty years ago. That was, that was good. They put an old lady wig on. Uh, yeah, on some, some granny pants and like a fucking depends ass diaper on, on that. Some like, frail, like probably frail a woman. Yeah, um, yeah, it could be hip. A Hip. hip, hip, yeah. I saw that more than the hip. She probably yeah, got yeah, hip, yeah. Hip, no, that's shoulder. dead. Seven year old woman got run over by God. a car. Yeah, both both hips and the wrists and the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hip only only hip, dude. That's that's some strong ass fucking elderly woman. Hip. I also thought that line is kind of out of place because he's just like hip, and yeah. I like. I feel like the Tony in later seasons would be like, uh. Not good or something like that, <laughs> right? You know, yeah. like, like dead, yeah, yeah like yeah. dead. Um, but that moment is like, is I, I've watched it like with uh, like several times with people who had never seen the series before, and every time that moment is like, holy shit, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, old yeah. woman's ass come up on the yeah. on the uh, on the windshield, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just that, yeah, great stunt work, great stunt work, great stunt work. Another Very moment good. that uh, shit end of the stick uh, honoree. For- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A casual one of the casualties of Livia Soprano. Yeah, but because so we, uh, we never see that friend again, so th- she died. Can we talk about the moment? <laughs> she definitely died. Uh, yeah, I oh, mean, I hit a ninety-year. I hit a ninety. No, no, no we do. No, oh, yeah, we, we do see her again. <laughs> we do we see do? her. Again. Do we? She's in um the episode where she died in season three, episode two. Oh, oh you're right. She you're comes right, back. You're right. You're they're, right. They're at the wake. 
And, oh uh, wow! And right. they say, and and whoa! No, and yeah, and everybody's looking for like oh, you Professor know, just Polly, silence. Great call. Yeah. Professor Polly's blowing his mind off. Oh, I could oh, all, I could, podcast. I could always count on Liv to call me if someone died, died? or, right. or something That's like her. That's yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. 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 And she's you, in a wheelchair, by the way. Okay. Well, but, I mean, it's but that been makes sense, right? Years, Maybe yeah. she never got out of that wheelchair. I'm sure after she, that incident, and she's still praising her. Right. Oh man! Wow! Wow! Well, because wow, you know she's still, because you know why she's still scared of her. <laughs> she's coming back. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about another moment? Um, that's that's cheese and also required, I guess, some stunt work. Um, when Tony, like Uncle Phil's, uh, Brendan in the in the back of Satrials and, oh, yeah. and throws him like onto oh, the yeah. the like. Uh, where they like pound the yeah. Meat, the only thing like, missing was like the slide whistle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brendan. Uh, Brendan refers to Jackie April as a uh, chemo sabi. Yeah. 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 Oh, Very yeah. clever pun on yeah. chemotherapy and. Uh, and then he Tom does like the like uh, most over the top laugh to Chrissy. Such a dumb line too, because you know you would never say that. Why to would you say Tony that to Soprano? Never say that. <laughs> like not even like uh, you know Matt Bevilacqua and what's the other character's name? Uh, and uh, say that. the other guy. The other guy. The other guy. The other guy with the hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Tony totally throws. Into a bunch of pork pieces, which he deserved. Sure. I like Brendan. Uh, he went to the school of John Ventimiglia acting uh, with the because he's overacting with the hand gestures. Right, right. But right, I right. do realize that the character is on meth, so maybe that was a choice by our ill-fated Brendan. Yeah, right. Um, but also what they uh, are maybe establishing here, or maybe like speaking to, is that um, the like two guys. Who have a scheme, or or or, or are trying to move up in the ranks? Like oh, it happens a lot. Yeah, it happens a lot, and, it, and yeah. it's also Jackie and Tony. Right, we're right. the first to do it. Right, right. Now Chris and Brendan, they're fucking up somehow, but one of them is like you know, is is breaking off, mm-hmm. and then like the next two are Bevilacqua and the other kid, right. Bevilacqua and the other kid, who and don't the know his name, and, and then they the Wobistics crew, right? And yeah. then and then uh, Jackie Junior in season three. Yep. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and oh yeah, he was with the other kid. Yeah. Who right. Looks, who uh, looks like Brendan Dino Zarelli or whatever. Yeah. Dino. Yeah. Dino. Yeah. They all look the same. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. They they may as well and have Duff. just cast the same actor. And Duff. Don't one. forget yeah. about Duff. Oh, uh, Duff know. just wanted to throw parties. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, we'll get to Duffs later. Yeah, we'll get to Duffs in season three. Um, the other the other thing I love <laughs> in this is uh, when Melfi asks Tony to describe some happy warm memories uh, <laughs> yeah, from his yeah. childhood. And the, the only his dad, thing his dad having a near death experience <laughs> and everyone laughing. About yeah, we went down the shore and uh, my dad fell down the stairs and everybody was laughing. We were all laughing. It, Mel, I mean, <laughs> Melfi's reaction is great. Right. Any other uh, any other warm, warm memories? fuzzy memories? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he gets all pissed off. Yeah. Not a lot in the Sopranos. But goes, we'll, we'll, oh, yeah, remember this time when my dad almost died and my mom was laughing. <laughs> Even my mom was laughing. Yeah. And we we because she loved when my dad almost killed himself. The cool thing is we may see some uh, some. Yeah, because he stuff. says like sixty eight, sixty nine. Yeah, could be yeah. in the movie. Yeah, down the shore yeah. could be in uh, in Newark. Yeah, in we the can, new we, uh, prequel movie. We could up. see. Uh, yeah, we could see someone fall down. Could see Johnny Boy. Oh, did you notice that there's a different Johnny Boy in the picture? Uh, oh, when when Tony's collecting house? the pictures, 
Oh, I did not. At Olivia's house, no. yeah, there's different Johnny Boy. So mm, they hadn't obviously hadn't cast like the great Johnny Boy. Well, I don't think you see him until uh, another episode later this season when they yeah. flash back to the '60s when right. Tony was a kid. Right. But that guy's great, and he comes back oh, and he's fly- great. I feel oh, like every other great. season they ended up having a flashback mm. to Tony's childhood, and I think the oh, last time we saw him was in. He's season- a wonderful man. <laughs> Yeah, in season three when he cuts off old man yeah. Satriel's when he pinky. Figure, when he figures out how he started having panic attacks. And I believe the last time we see him is in the flashback to, in the episode with, uh, in Camelot with uh, with Tony's oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tony's dad's guma. And uh, Tony's kind of realizing his dad wasn't the saint that he thought he was. Right. You know, as, much s- as, as much as Livia says, he was a saint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, oh, and, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, the fake Martin Scorsese. Oh my God! So I, I feel like we, uh, we I, quote this all the time. Just every now and then, we just say like out of nowhere, we're like, "Kundun, I liked it." <laughs> Dude, I thought that was it's Scorsese so, the first time I saw it. There's, what? So there's a scene. There's a scene it's where such Cr- a bad Scorsese. What? It looks hey, just like him. Hey, guess what? I thought it was Scorsese last night when I watched this episode. <laughs> oh my God! Thank you, you did spells. Not. Thank you. you. Did I did not. because I think they did actually a very good job of. Of filming barely showing him, him, barely showing him, and filming it's him. It's a quick shot, and then I was. This looking is the at difference the... between season one and like if they had done this like in a later season, because yeah, it, it like would have actually been Scorsese, right? Yes, but like I didn't realize it until I was just like watching the credits, and it said Martin Scorsese, and then another name, and I was right. like, oh shit, <laughs> there's some guy, Kundun. Kundun. I liked it. I liked it, and of course, because of course, Scorsese said no. <laughs> But it, but it, yeah, I wonder, I wonder if, if they, they even, even tried. I wonder yeah. if they even tried. Well, he didn't yeah. know what the fuck this was at that yeah, point. Yeah, but yeah, but it, it it does like carry on that theme of the uh, from the first episode where of the mobsters being so aware of what pop culture uh, says about them and, right, and what right, their right. life should be and referencing these movies that they idolize and stuff and bringing in Scorsese himself as a character for a brief moment in a scene is like the ultimate expression of that. And yeah, also, it's like. The, like the him and Brendan and Adriana, who like isn't quite a main character yet, but they're on the outside looking in. Yeah. And it's like this appeal of like the the mobster filmmaker guy who like gets the like red carpet treatment. Right. And they're like they're, right. and they want that. Right. Yeah. It's this weird meta thing where he's made movies which he's still, about which, those people. And Christopher's like, still vine for that like seasons later. When he punches Lauren Bacall in the face. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Yep. Yeah. David Chase still trying to suck that. Still guy. trying. Yeah. yeah. Oh, suck yeah. the tea. Suck the Hollywood he tea. Gets a chance in 2019. That's right. <laughs> um. I mean. Uh, Kundun. I liked it. That's <laughs> all I got for this episode. You know. I. I mean, there's like funny, goofy things too, like strippers that are concerned for his mom. Like, how's his mom? Oh yeah, when which he is gets, like a thing they do like a like he gets the, the phone series, call like, uh, in the Bing that uh, from his mother whose house is on fire and they right. all stop dancing and right. they come and like walk towards him like on the phone like just concerned. Yeah, right. No, no, no. To be fair, <laughs> it's like, the middle of an afternoon, probably on a weekday. Keep right. The, oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're not crowded then. <laughs> right. Um. Uh yeah, some like Kundun's a good line. That's my star ledger. Thanks. That's a good line. <laughs> yeah. Fancy, fancy about an answering machine. Olivia describes an answering <laughs> machine that Tony has. 
Oh yeah, she she thinks she says, that. Leave a message on the answer machine. She goes, oh fancy fancy. <laughs> I always love when um, Paulie says, "Date Pootsy before we right." Uh, I love the oh yeah, I mean that whole scene in Starbucks. I love or, that shit. Uh, yeah, in Starbucks is great. It's a li- it's a little campy. It's a little on the nose, but it's a little a, bit. But, but, it's a, it, but it's revisited late in the series. Oh yeah, with the Jamba six. Juice stuff. Oh, yeah. With uh, Patsy trying to trying to like extort the Jamba Juice or no, uh, is it Jamba? It's something Jamba like Juice. That. Yeah, I think one so. of the owners of well, some the, chain. It's that episode where like uh, Tony or eventually like another... sell, basically sells out like the block. Like, yeah, it to is make a money. theme like the the mob versus corporate America. Yeah, right. It is something right. that I'm I'm sorry, but they go to another Starbucks. Like they company. go to another. Yeah, it is another like yeah, Starbucks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, because he's like he's like if you if you like. You know, if I like they count start paying every you bean. money, yeah, they yeah. count every bean here. That's yeah. in season six, right. but it oh, is it is. You're talking about something else, but that but that kind of like lays into no no no. It's the same thing, oh. but it, it like it lay it totally leans into the theme of like the old school versus the new school mob and things they have to deal with. Like right. 1950s, 1960s Italian mafia wasn't dealing with uh, corporate America. The, these chains where uh, you can't extort somebody. Say like we're going to protect you and you're going to pay us a certain amount of money every month. Uh, because that manager will just get fired of that branch will just get fired and the n- next person will be in and uh well, and like, like they're they're bigger meaner uh mob bosses they're yeah. called fucking CEOs yeah exactly like- <laughs> exactly and that's a huge theme i think of 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 the series going forward right oh uh, what, what and finally like the the one scene the scene that i love is uh is when they actually do get the saturn back and then, but it's like, like the whole school is like gathered in the parking lot. Yeah, they would just all, all be just watching, like inspecting the car, and uh, yeah. and like, he's like, and it's like clearly like was a yellow car. It's been repainted. Right. Like the paint is still drying. But just another example of how we were talking about last week with like every every just normal not Italian white person being the ultimate rube, which like is, Mr. Miller is and like, like always funny, right, a sweater vest, yeah. and he's like, uh, your uncle. Pussy. Uh. <laughs> also, I I do love when uh, Anthony Jr. is like, um, my dad's a hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, that's a great little moment. Little 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 AJ is fucking great. It's yeah, funny. It doesn't AJ fit with good. the rest of the series, but no. I still I no, still no, just no. love that that little moment. Yeah. I never saw myself as that kind of guy. Yeah, I'm more behind the scenes. Advice, strategy. All due respect. You got no fucking idea what it's like to be number one. So I thought since this was episode two, we would talk about uh, the best number twos on the show. Obviously, Silvio's mm-hmm. the gold standard, so we can start talking about Silvio, but there were obviously a plethora of number twos that came and went. Um. We want to talk about Silvio first. Sure, <laughs> just yeah. get him Silvio, out of the way because yeah. he's he's the best. O- obviously, the most important. You think and, about all the consili- consiliaries on the show, right? And Silvio is like the gold standard because number one, he's 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 uh, unfailingly loyal to Tony, but right. he'll call Tony on his shit, right? And you see him do that multiple times during the series. He tests Tony's boundaries a couple times. There was a stuff in season four with uh, uh, Chena, 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 Chena communication yeah, got yeah. fucked up with the uh, fiber optic wire uh, wire stuff with that uh, crystal from the. Well, yeah, when uh, he's, 
Tony says no. Oh yeah, and exactly. He gives, yeah. And he gives like the Patsy like yeah is like mm. yeah gets like the nod from him. And and uh, and Tony was like, "Still, so you're getting to be a strange man in your old age." You yeah, know that? yeah. <laughs> and he is a weird guy. Yeah, <laughs> Silvio's a weird guy. Oh but, yeah. Uh, and he also like uh, you you see like when Tony gets shot and like he like Silvio's kind of the acting boss. Like he can't handle it. Oh, he's not made to be a boss. Right. He 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 is made uh to be in every aspect of the word to be a number a number two. Right. Um, and, but even, but he, uh, like not a lot of people call Tony on his shit, but he, he, right. uh, there's a moment in uh, one of the final episodes of season five where he's like, well, you know, Tony, uh, this isn't about whatever. This is about your ego. This is about not eating shit from Johnny sack. Right. Uh, and that's when Tony f- turns on him and is like, well, you don't know what the first fucking thing about being, being, uh, number one, you right. know, he's like, you're totally alone with it in the end. Right. But but Silvio was like, "Look, your ego is bringing us to war with New York," and the, and he called him on it. Yeah, and that's a good number two. I think that's what a number yeah. two does. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. But so <laughs> Silvio aside, all the number twos in the show, <laughs> like what? Who who do you guys think is the best number? And they're now mostly we can New say York like guys. Any sort of guy who's like a number two, right? I yeah. Mean, ju- yeah. Like so. Okay, let's go like through Brendan's like the big ones. Brendan's a number two to Chris, right? Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Uh, That's what I'm asking. Can well, we say he's a terrible two? if he is. Because well, of course he, he's 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 yeah. awful. But you know, Dino, but I'm just saying, you know, Dino, Dino Zarelli. <laughs> I mean, we spent a lot of time on these guys, but I'm <laughs> yeah. saying, like, you know, if we can well, open it up to any number two, then let's do. I it. think the, I think biggest, we should, but the 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 biggest is probably Johnny Sack, right? Johnny Sack was number two to uh, Carmine to Senior, Carmine, Carmine oh, Lupertazzi right. for a while, and Johnny Sack. Uh, what I think he was good uh, for a while. He was he was there. He was mooching information off Pauly. He was uh, playing people against each other. That's true. And also um, shielded Carmine from things that Carmine didn't need to know about. Shielded like, Carmine, uh, and then his ego just got the best of him. Right. Uh, as as a lot of egos do in the Sopranos, but right, but but you know, was he was he a number two or was he more of like the New York more of like, like a one B? Well, didn't, yeah, like <laughs> he was Tony, like, a, like the Tony liaison is. between because Tony really was the one B technically. Was it more like did they have that arrangement like like Junior and Tony did? Like was it? It almost seemed like it was that. All right, so That's yeah, so, so you're but you're he saying really how, was how Tony sort of two. propped up Junior as like the uh, the boss on paper, the boss on paper for the feds. He took all right. the lightning hits. I uh, bet Tony propped yeah Tony propped up Junior as the boss for his own ego, and then Carmine was probably like, yeah, you just do it. Yeah, but then but then, <laughs> well, then remember, what, 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 do we consider Tony a number two uh, at the at start this, of the at this point of the series? While Jackie is like going through, well, so at this point we're forty six long. The second episode of the series, Tony is not boss defined. at this point, and but it, Brendan and, doesn't. Brendan say something like, "Like everybody knows you're the like like." Right. He's like he's, all acting boss. He's acting boss, and the other thing that, everybody that, knows you run North Jersey. The other thing that comes up is like, how does Tony, if he hasn't been boss for all these years, how does he have that house? How is he so wealthy? You know. When you look at other capos, right? Uh, you look at Paulie. <laughs> yeah, 
uh, Ralphie, or, or, or but yeah, like how they were. All living. these guys are like living in like condos, right? Uh, Tony must have had some sort of windfall that we weren't privy to. I think. Well, two, he probably. I mean, he must have had money from his father. Well, I think what really happened was in the series pilot, uh, Chase made him the boss. And right. then he thought, well, that's not as interesting as if there was some sort of war with him and, right. and Junior. So they, they sort of retconned. Uh, and they were stuck in that, that house. In, in episode two. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. So, so Tony was sort of an acting boss, sort of a number two for a time with Jackie April Sr., uh, and I would say he was, but a he good was all, one, but, but but also he's probably reaping the benefits of like all the things that his father had hand in. Sure, you know, sure. Uh, yeah, agreed, agreed. Like money from Hesh and like like things that things that like not everybody in the Soprano family is like get like well, seeing a piece of. He yeah. inherited his crew, right? Johnny's crew, Johnny's right. crew, yeah, right, sure, yeah, yeah. right. And then it must have been lucrative and everything yeah. Paulie, else. Paulie was a, a Johnny boy guy. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Um. But so looking at other number twos, I mean, in the first season, we got Mikey Palmese uh, as Junior's Fuck number fake two. Fuck Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's the boy? What boy's that, Don? The one you sleep with. <laughs> Dude, I love Tony and, and Mikey's. Uh, here's one That's thing great. that I realized in, uh, in season, season one. Tony, Tony like, takes a staple gun. And attacks Mikey Palmese with a staple gun, staples shit to his chest, <laughs> and he's a made guy. In season three, Tony punches Ralphie in the face. Yeah, and people like freak out. And people freak made. out because he's a made guy. I'm a made. And man. it was a non-issue in season one with when Tony attacks Mikey Palmese just because he felt like it. There was nothing. But we'll, well get to we, that later. We also we all know Ralphie was a better earner, so you know that's that's, that's true, really that's what true. comes down. It comes down to money. Yeah, Palmese was Palmese drive, uh, was driving Junior. Yeah, you know, he's a fucking glorified. So how driver. how would you rate Palmese uh, as Junior's number two? I'd rate him low. <laughs> he was very loyal though. He, he was, was loyal. loyal. He was loyal. He was loyal, but uh, I I mean in the end he couldn't. Uh, he couldn't let cooler heads prevail. He had a he had this uh, hard on for Tony, and uh, and also and he kept like, going for like it. a lot of people that align themselves with Junior and go against Tony, not a good decision. <laughs> uh, in in the in the well, scheme of things, yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, what, what does Bo- Bo- Junior say? <sighs> Just couldn't see it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, season two with season Richie two yeah. with Richie. Yeah. He, he couldn't sell it. He couldn't sell just, it. Yeah, couldn't just couldn't sell it. Just couldn't sell he it. Couldn't sell it. And he knew. He knew. It was a, a a mistake aligning yourself with Junior. Junior knows he aligns himself with losers. I mean, <laughs> fucking Bacala for the first yeah. b- for much of the series, Bacala gets Big just gets loser. shit on. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but uh, so Johnny Sack, we talked about. What about? Okay, so let's talk about. Um, what about, about Phil? Phil, Phil Leotardo. Oh, Phil. I mean, Phil was uh, Johnny's number two when he when Johnny took over after right. uh, the war with Carmine Jr. Uh, and I, you know what? I th- I feel like for what he was, as much of a cocksucker as he was, Phil was a good number two. Yeah, because he eat like a lot, like a lot, like look at what Richie does or like Feech does when they get out of prison. Phil gets out of prison and he takes like his job. Like yep. he doesn't doesn't try to overrun Johnny like. Like mm-hmm. he com- completely like, accepts the role that he has when he gets out. Whereas it isn't like 
isn't creaming himself to become boss. Right. Whereas Feech and Richie both like they, were like, they this, crave this, the power. They looked at Tony and they saw, you know, they saw a kid. They saw somebody who, before they got locked up, they had you, complete what, and total command over. Right. Which you, you, you imagine, like, Phil has to sort of have that feeling about Johnny, like, given their age difference. Yeah. Like, yeah. He has to remember when Johnny Sack was like a fucking kid, but he respected. He him. went away, right? Twenty he years, it. twenty right. years he was in the can. And now, ultimately, you know, Phil becomes the becomes the you know becomes the head, right? He becomes the head yeah. after after uh, you know, but yeah. and Johnny because Johnny, goes to jail. because Johnny goes away and has fucking cancer, right? But uh, but hey, even 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 when Johnny is in prison, but like like. He completely accepts that, like he's still the boss. But let's let's recall season five, uh, Mr. and Mrs. John Sacrimony request the the wedding episode where Johnny right. cries. Yes, and Phil is among oh, yeah. all of them talking shit about how Johnny uh, cried b- after being arrested at the end of his uh, not arrested but like taken away in handcuffs at right. the end of his daughter's wedding. Yeah, that's you know, true. He that's he, true. he he faults him and criticizes him openly to other people. That's true, and that's a that's 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 a big but thing. That's, but that's also because like I like that's obviously something that bothered him. Uh, yeah, and I, and, I, and I guess with reason, I, it, it doesn't have anything to do with him undermining Johnny. It, I think that's how he legitimately just felt. You know, right? But a good number two might have put might have aside and and said, "Look, I support this guy." But. Right. You know, and and That's true. I will, I will, but I will say that out of all the number twos, like the big number twos that we're talking about, which is Sil, Phil, and Mikey Johnny, and Johnny, uh, and Mikey Johnny, kind yeah. of not, nah, nah, I, yeah. I don't know, but the yeah. big ones, Phil, stays becomes the boss for the longer period of time, almost. I mean, maybe Johnny Sack does too, but then he ultimately, you know, uh, you know, yeah, like, Johnny, they ultimately Johnny, all, uh, they all get it in the end burns out pretty quickly there he, right. he, but he was boss uh i forget when carmine senior dies he dies at the beginning of season, season five five yeah and then that creates when, the war between um yeah so johnny know, sack and and carmine senior's son at the end of season five johnny carmine, goes to prison right, right? oh so uh, this so is here's a character that, that's a number almost, two that we like, haven't talked about uh carmine jr uh yeah, Carmine I was Jr. thinking about. No, no, no. He, I was thinking uh, Angela. No, no, no. I was going to say Rusty, Frankie Valley. <laughs> oh yeah, so Rusty who, so who is So, so is Rusty the number two? I feel like, like he is. So when that power struggle is happening, who's Angelo and who's Rusty? Who's the number two? Because Angelo is the one that gets fucking killed. It's unclear. I think Angelo was brought into it because he got released with Filiatardo and um, and Tony B. And Feech at the right. same time. Right. Angelo gets out, and, and he knew Tony B in the can. And Angelo uh, is in the running for when Tony um, suggests the triumvirate. The, right, right, right. The, right, right, right. the power-sharing situation the power sharing. between uh, Little Carmine, Johnny Sack, and then uh, Angelo. But uh, I don't know if that puts him on the same, po- uh, same level rank-wise as Rusty, who really seems to be in Little Carmine's ear more than Angelo. Right. Uh, yeah, you know, once Angelo dies, it's like whoa, Joe, men are talking. <laughs> nice. <laughs> excuse me. Ultimate insult excuse on me, any Sopranos me. podcast. Men are talking. We can all agree the best number two is Jason. Jason, uh, the <laughs> oh, love of my boy. life. 
Little Polly? <laughs> little little Polly? The love of my hey, life? Hey, hey, listeners out there, come on. Write in and tell me yeah, let us how know much who you, you love Little Polly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I got a hot on for Little Polly. It has Pauly. nothing to do with this segment. But sure. Yeah, little Polly, he's number two. You know, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's an assistant. That's what I was saying. We open it in all the number twos. You know what? Yeah, okay. So who else are number twos? Although, I, mean, I will like, say. If we're that, opening it up. No, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that I think Phil's the best number two. You know what? I'm, because, I'm pro- I mean, because he's probably my favorite. I think he, ultima- he ultimately gets everything except being run over by a car, you know? <laughs> yeah, but, but he's also unable to let go of the personal vendetta with Tony B. He's, right. he's, True. And, and, but that's, but that's, but so that's par for the course. The only number two that didn't have an ego that got in the way was Sil. Was Sil. Yeah. Yeah. So but he I got mean, it, but he did get it in the end. He did get it in the end, but it yeah. wasn't because of his ego. Uh, everybody else, no, I mean, true. right? It was out of loyalty. Yeah. So I don't know. I I guess maybe we we put it to our listeners and say you you tell us. Yeah. Who, once you, you guys you besides Silvio, you know, who is the best number two, uh, consigliere on on the run of the Sopranos? Right. Hit us on the Twitter. Hit us on the Instagram. Yeah. Oh, Sopranos Pod. Also, like was like wasn't Ralphie consigliere to Gigi? Well, not technically. technically. He, he, yeah, he was probably runner up to GG. Number two. I mean, so yeah, Ralphie rose through the ranks and and uh, did all that, and and he was smart, right? But I don't think I don't, I don't know. He was never considered. Or uh, I don't know. What do you think, Hesh's son? I mean, <laughs> uh, you know. Um. So uh, yeah. So um, tell us what who you think is the best number two. Yeah. Right. Um, in. I just don't know what happened to me. I had the strangest dreams all night long. People coming and going, coming and going. I couldn't get up off the bed. So one thing about episode two is this is the episode where Tony finally gets Livia into a uh, retirement community. Mm-hmm. And we leave Livia's house. And I thought that would be the end of seeing Livia's house. But somehow this one location, this one setting ends up staying with us almost to the end of the series, I think. Yeah. Uh, it keeps popping up. It's it's in the second season, Janice comes back and ends up living there. Right. I think she's still living there in season three. And then when she marries off, she marries Bobby. She goes to move in with him uh, for season five or season four. Oh, she's still living there in season four. Right. Well, season five, Tony goes to live Tony there goes one, to during live the there. separation. Yeah. Artie lives there for a time. Right. AJ lives there for a time. <laughs> right. Uh, and then I'm not sure that it's in season six. I don't remember when the last. Yeah, I we had discussed this beforehand. I thought that that's where he's hiding out, like the second to last episode. But you said it's like a different. Right. Like a, so uh, yeah, when all the shit goes down in the blue comet, the second to last episode of the series, uh they they end up holing up in a in a safe house somewhere, but it looks close to Olivia's house. It's that suburban New Jersey, yeah, kind, yeah, yeah. That that small house that was built in probably the sixties, fifties, sixties, right? Uh, which, by the way, like Olivia's house, like just externally, like the characteristics of it, such a vibe of like suburban. Oh, oh my yeah, God. Uh, North Jersey, yeah. Long Island, oh, like looks exactly like my greenery, grandmother's house yeah. in Stamford, Connecticut. Yeah, yeah just this yeah. tiny kind of house uh but yeah so this this segment's sort of an homage to livia's house and how it keeps how it how it endured throughout the series uh despite livia leaving 
and she does come back but she she i don't think you see it for the rest of season one i think she leaves in season in episode two and she's at green grove the rest of the way and then you don't see it again until janice shows up in season two and moves back in right but so let's let's talk about some of the best the highlights of livia's house okay Okay. uh i think (laughs) you want to start us off beauty I always think about her like coming down the the fucking stairs on oh, like she, the little like the, the electric the electric uh, like uh, uh, chair and she's commercials like, like the yeah she's like commercials for those things. I had the weirdest dreams. <laughs> Men were coming and going, <laughs> and oh well, wait oh she it's wait because she took so, two nebutol. Yeah, she gave her two nebutol. It's the scene after the best scene uh, where Richie gets killed. Right. Yeah. But the most important thing to happen. In the most Olivia's important house. thing to happen is Richie gets shot in the chest by her. Uh, for by Janice at by the Janice. end of season two for yeah. sure. But so, like, I forgot that she was there. She was just upstairs yeah. sleeping. Yeah. yeah. When her daughter shot her fiance in the but chest. Also, yeah. But also, but <laughs> also, uh, her and Richie having sex with him, like with the gun pointed to her head. Oh, yeah. In that house, yeah, yeah. like on the like on Pretty the couch, messed on up the stuff. Couch. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys ever done that? <laughs> yeah. What? Giving your mother no, two no, no. just with a slingshot? No, 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 just I, with a slingshot, no. not an actual gun. Oh yeah, like the Dennis the Menace. That's yeah, what yeah, that's yeah. it's called Dennis no, the Menace. <laughs> no, yeah, you ever just putting a gun to your significant other's head and <laughs> fucking her? 